You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Hello listeners and welcome back to another week of the Batuta Advocate radio show here on Desert Rock FM. We're coming to you live from the Koala Mattress Studios here on Daru Street in downtown Batuta. My name is Errol Parker and with me in the booth today is my fellow editor, Clancy Overall. Yes, hello Errol and hello everyone listening today. We've got an interesting show coming up. It's been a big week in town with the Batuta races taking place over the weekend. It certainly has been, Clance, and probably worth a quick thank you to the people at Koala Mattresses for doing us a solid and sending us a few extra beds to house all those grey nomad relatives we had coming through. Every house and shed in town was packed to the rafters with hundreds of campers out there on the racetrack near the flat. Yes, thank you to Koala for that. And the results from the big day are as follows. In the first race, Michael Hegney rode home bells and bows. In the second, David Rewald got the chocolates with a pony called No Other Way. The next race, race number three, Todd Austin trained the winner called Eye Stopper. And in race four, Bush Caviar got across the line by about three horse lengths to cheers from the bar. And in the big one, the Batuta Advocate Cup, Tamworth trained Husanik, stormed home to win before she sharp won the last race of the day and saved my ass. Now, Obviously, there has been a fair bit going on down in the capital over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a bit of an understatement there, Clancy. It's been an absolute shit show. A bin fire, Errol, you could say. However, our listeners would be more interested in the events that happened in our town and uh, the hordes of people that descended upon the Diamantina Shire for the Batuta races, the first event of the uh, famous Simpson Desert uh, Race Carnival. I'm not going to worry too much about the leadership stuff and are going to bring you some interviews with the people who were in Batuta for the races. That's right. In this week's show, we speak to David Littleproud, our local member of parliament, and the iconic Fred Brophy. And for those of you who don't know Fred Brophy, he is a fourth-generation tent-boxing showman who brings his stable of fighters to towns throughout our regional and metropolitan Queensland. To explain it simply, he brings his troop of boxers to bush towns and organises and referees fights between his blokes and the locals. Yes, he always puts on a show, Clancy. Anyway, let's get into it. First up, here's our chat with David Littleproud. Now, just keep in mind, we did record this outside in the breeze in the middle of a race, mate, so you might need to turn this one up a little bit. Anyway, here's David. Well, here we are at the Batuta races. There's a lot of fanfare, a lot of action, a lot of, uh, lot of uh, outfits. Lots of yelling. Lots of yelling. Got an auction going behind us, and we've been joined by the local member, David Littleproud. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, mate. Glad to be here. I've been actually enabled the uh, member for Batuta by the Prime Minister when we launched your book, actually, yeah, from yeah. memory, rather than the member for Maranoa. So yeah. I took that proudly. <laughs> well, you know, it's a diverse uh, electorate you have, and obviously Batuta in itself is, a, is another world, but also, you know, almost like a micro electorate, and it requires a lot of your attention. Well, it does, and you guys being my biggest media outlet in my electorate, I have to come back. It's like going to the knees of Rupert Murdoch, mm-hmm. making sure that I've got you guys happy with the world. So uh, good to be back in your hometown and make sure I showed the respect I should. So David, been a big week. As a Nat, how was it like to uh, to watch the nation implode from the sidelines? Yeah, mate, it was yeah. tough. Yeah. It was tough. It was uh, wake us up when you're ready to come and talk to us. Yep. Uh, pretty pretty long week, brother. Uh, but anyway, we got through it. Um, and you know what? We'll we'll try and go uh, go hard now. So are you still the Ag Minister under the uh, under the Morrison government? 
Don't know yet. Yeah, not yet. Uh, Mr. Morrison, uh, the Prime Minister, will uh, be uh, up to him to make that call, and I will hear from him in the next couple of uh, days, no doubt. But if not, I get to stay the member for Batuta or the member for Maranao. Yeah. So I've got the best job in Australia either way. Yep. There you go. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the night of the long knives. Uh, yeah. What uh, what actually went down? What were the Nats saying? Were you told to just McCormack just said all of you lot shut up, stay at home, let these guys sort it out themselves? No, look, we normally have uh, most nights we go to the Kingo, we have a few beers, we have a steak, we think about our younger days. Uh, didn't think about it at all. Uh, turned up the next day and it was all on. So uh, no, no need for discipline in the National Party. We've got it under control from the get-go when we go to Canberra, Kingo Hotel, and uh, back into Parliament the next morning. So uh, what, 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 is, what is the thoughts? Do you think for, for the National Party there's, they see much difference between an uh, incredibly wealthy Prime Minister from the eastern suburbs of Sydney compared to uh, an incredibly wealthy uh, Prime Minister from the southern suburbs of Cronulla? Oh, look, I think uh, we obviously respect our coalition partners and, and uh, their decisions that they make, but we're very transactional in the Nats. We're from the bush. Uh, we know how to do a deal, so uh, we, we've had a talk to them about our expectations, delivering the people of Batuta, make sure that uh, you know the Batuta Dolphins have got a proper field to play on. Uh, so we'll continue to have that, that conversation with them, and no matter who the Libs put up, we'll try and work with them and, and get a get the best deal we possibly can for the people of the bush. Now, uh, out here, a lot of people have spent most of the time at the racetrack over the last couple of days. Um, most of them without reception in this part of Batuta actually, this is on the, on the outskirts, kind of uh, the city limits of Batuta. Um, the more metropolitan areas in town, obviously, you know, we don't have the NBN, but we are, uh, we are alright for uh, res- telephone reception and 4G at least. A lot of people out here probably don't even know the Prime Minister's changed. And do you think they will notice a change at all if they never learn the name of the Prime Minister that currently sits? Well, actually, I was just talking to a bloke at the bar who just told me uh, he didn't know until this morning he was sitting around a campfire <laughs> that someone had told him. Um, look, uh, the reality is, is I hope they don't uh, notice because, you know, what, government shouldn't be in people's lives. We should get the hell out of your life and just make sure that we give you the best opportunities and, and stay out of it and get out of your way so you can go and make a quid. That's what we want Australian people to do and people in Batuta to be able to do so um, with a bit of luck, they won't notice. We'll get on with the job of governing and, and do it properly. We received word from uh, Batuta United Brewers um, hoping to get those uh, you know, uh, tax cuts across the line for, of course, uh, Batuta Bitter. I'm sure it's something you're um, joining the uh, more metropolitan suburbs of Brisbane and Sydney in, in backing. Oh, definitely. Look, uh, reform of this that part of the Taxation Act is imperative for, for uh, key brewers like yourselves. Uh, and, and a good drop nonetheless, I would say. Uh, coming back, uh, using Diamantina bore water to be able to... The secret ingredient so important and, and unique. So uh, it's important we get these Australian products out there. And, and healthy consumption of beer in the right quantities is always uh, something that we as Australians have done so well. So it's been a big year for the Nats themselves. We can kind of point fingers at the Liberals and everything that's happening there. Um, but you guys are kind of in, in the calm after the storm, you know? Uh, how is things going? Is everyone getting along? Is everyone playing nice? 
we always play nice in the Nats. We, you know, we, we have our spits in the party room. We don't uh, we don't knife in the back. We go full frontal. We have a great party room. We've actually we've got a bar fridge in the party room. We have a have a beer and a yarn, and we if we've got a blue, we'll have it on uh, in there. Uh, so look, we're settled. A little less, a little less WhatsApp, a little less Wicker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look, uh, and look, uh, it's good. Michael's doing a good job. Uh, BJ's back to his old self. Uh, the Nats are back. The Nats mm-hmm. are back, and we're the adults in the room, and that's a good thing. And we, you want that. We want someone inside the tent, not outside the tent, screaming and saying, you know, uh, you know we want to be a com- uh, professional complaints test. You want someone inside the room that make the calls uh, and has has access to the checkbook. And the Nats have got access to the che- net checkbook, and we're going to make sure we splash a bit out in the bush. So is uh, old Barnaby? Has he been uh, helping you with the uh, transition of going from? A backbencher to being the ag minister has he given you any pointers? Yeah, look, BJ appointed me as the ag minister when yeah. he went into infrastructure, so I'm forever indebted for BJ to take a pun on me. Um, and look, he's he's a guy, he's a force of nature, BJ. Yeah, absolute force of nature, and he gives plenty of advice, um, all on a professional level, and that's the advice I take on a professional yeah. level. On a professional level. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, also, uh, Mr. Uh, Little Proud, we're wondering. Um, on a direct change of subject, what are uh, the Nats thinking of running someone in the seat of Wentworth in the upcoming uh, election? Well, uh, nothing's out of the question. You know, the, the Nats, uh, the Nats would probably resonate with the good people of Wentworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're uh, we're we're a party that looks after the little organic. people. Yeah, <laughs> organic. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you very pro- much so. You probably have a lot, like a whole heap of landowners down there in Wentworth, wouldn't you? you oh, look. So, uh, Definitely. Oh, they're uh, they're crying about the uh, these dry times on their boats, aren't they? Yeah. I said, you know. Oh, exactly. And look, I think uh, the Libs are obviously a little concerned if the Nats did run in Wentworth. Yeah. Uh, so part of the coalition agreement may be that we we actually have to get that one out of there. We may have to leave the Libs to the Wentworth, but yeah. you know, it's 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 on our radar. Uh, Wentworth is definitely one that we think we could pull away from the Libs. Yeah. Well, what's got your goat right now, Little Proud? We saw you on Q&A the other night. You were uh, Kumbaya, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we enjoyed watching that. What's really got you going? What's, what's got, what are you uh, fuming about right now? Well, you know, we got, and, and this is this is the legacy of Barnaby. We put $2.5 billion on the table to build dams, to, to actually go out and put graders out there to dig holes to get water, to make sure that agriculture can boom. Uh, and we got state governments that are scared to do it. And, and like, they got to they got to get on the journey because, mate, if we can get water out to the bush, we're going to make a quid for this country. This is where this is the economic engine room of this nation, right here. And people in the city need to get off their rear end, get out here, support us, and understand that if you let us uh, be the custodians of the land that we are, we are the greatest environmental custodians of this land anyone has ever been has ever Because the reality is our profit and loss tied to the environment. So they've got to get out of our way, let us get on with the job of building dams, getting water to these great places like Batuta, and let us make a quid, because it'll help them. It'll help them in the cities, and we'll feed them with the best food and fibre in the world. So why did they host that Q&A drought special in Lismore? Yeah, good question. Now, you, you better ask ABC about that one. Uh, I don't think they understand where the bush is and where it starts and where it finishes. They kind of put you on the spot there with all those northern rivers kind of dreadlock types in the crowd. They were giving it to you. There was a couple from Nimbin that didn't like me. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I'm probably not going to resonate in Nimbin. Uh, hey, they're farmers. <laughs> yeah, they're organic farmers. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, thanks for joining us, little Brad. Let's get back in there. We've got some money to lose. He's got a plane to catch. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Great to be with you, boys. We'll see again. you next races. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. boys. And that was the member for Maranoa, David Littleproud, who's also the Agricultural Minister, the first elected Nationals MP of Native American background. Yes, son of the great Sir Joe Minister Bruce Littleproud, a former boss of mine during my dark days as a political staffer. Yes, he was in fine form out there at the racetrack given the week he'd had. Yes, he was. Uh, what a bin fire. And good to get some perspective from our Nationals representative. And now uh, for our chat with Fred Brophy, the last showman. Fred pulled into Batuta over the weekend for a catch-up. Uh, he didn't actually pitch the tent. He was just there for a bit of a, a bit of a punt and a bit of a drink to treat his fighters and, um, and the troop that travels with him. And he was actually on his way through to Birdsville where he was pitching a tent, uh, his iconic boxing tent, and challenging anyone who was game to uh, fight one of his fighters. Well, here we are with the last showman, Fred Brophy. Uh, runs a boxing troop. Queensland Territory? Well, I go to other states too. Yeah. I go to, well, Northern Territory, Western Australia, South Australia, where all those lovely politicians are down in Canberra. Yeah. I go down there, but I haven't been down there for a while because none of them are worth talking to. Mm. They keep changing. Um, well, they keep changing all the time. You, you go there like every six months and there's someone else you've got to see, you know. So we don't worry about that anymore. We don't go to Victoria, New South Wales. I was the last boxing tent to work there about 38 years ago. Yeah, right. That was in Lithgow, New South Wales, and uh, Cassidy and Victoria. I don't go there anymore because of the politicians and the bureaucrats. They want me to change this boxing tent to suit them. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'm not going to do it. What kind of changes do they want? Mouth guards? No, they just want a ring. All right. All the All people right. of the ring. Yeah. This is what we used to do 100 years ago. Why change it for politicians? This belongs to everyone in Australia, and I'm going to change it for anyone. I'm just a figurehead. So if you want to see it from down there, you're going to have to come up here to Queensland. Come yeah, to right Bur- A lot of people come to the Birdsville races to see the boxing tent because you can't see it down there in Victoria, New South Wales. The government's taken all the Australian things away from people. Mm. They've taken all the railways away from the people. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous, the whole thing. So yeah, how long have you been doing this, Fred? All my life. Yeah? Yeah. Right I was up. born into it. And, uh, but this is what I wanted to do, you know. I've, I've never wanted to do anything else. Yeah. How many generations? Four. Four. Yeah. Of showmen? Yeah. No, of what? All boxing? All boxing and a bit of striptease. All right. <laughs> a bit of a headless girl, the Siamese twins, the right. tattooed pig. You did all that? The snake show. All that sort of stuff, yeah. So who's in the stable here in Batuta? Who? Who we got here? Oh, well, there's a Chinaman down there. He's got a, he, he's the chopsticks. There he is down there. That's the Chinaman chopsticks. Yep. He's here. These are all retired fighters over here, yeah, you can right. see. Yeah. i got a wrestler. Where's that wrestler? There he is over there, Phil. <laughs> he's a wrestler. Mask Marble, he's not here because he, we've got to put a mask on his head because the, they've told me because he's, 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 he's ugly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I, I saw him walking off with a girl somewhere. I don't know. Well... Every now and then he gets one because they feel sorry for him. Yeah, but anyway, uh, he's here. Uh, and the boys, they come in later on. We, we've got to go and put the tent up for them, so yeah, they right. come in later on. Chopsticks, you're telling me Chopsticks had some... What, what was he? Come Chops- over and tell them Chopsticks. Chopsticks has got some good numbers, is what we're hearing. Well, come out here, Chopsticks. Tell them about yeah, it. Um, been on the road for about four or five weeks. Had nine fights. One more. Um, yeah, just nine, nine in a row. Oh, it's been like a break, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, right. Two weeks a week. 
Uh, just helping to set the tent up, just having the time of my life, eh? Yeah. How long have you been with Fred for? Uh, I've been fighting for Fred for seven years. Yeah. Uh, my first fight was actually his 60th birthday. Right. <laughs> and yeah, rest is history, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where do you find these fellas? Well, they find me. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of... Uh, but I've had, you know, generations of fighters as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know you'd love to have a fight in the tent, wouldn't yeah, you, to say you've had a fight? Love a stink. Love a stink. It's a bit quiet in Batuta. Well, <laughs> that's why I'm here in Batuta, see. <laughs> but I picked a few fighters up from around Batuta in the old days. Yeah. A few ringers from Mount Lennon Station out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they well, actually blokes from Mount Lennon. Their chook sends them into uh, to Birdsville races every year to have a fight. Blow off a bit of steam. Oh, well, he does, you know, because uh, he brings them in personally and they all get up and have a fight down there. And most of the ringers around here in Raysburg Station and that, Know, uh, Jeff Morton and that they all yeah. uh, send their ringers into you know the, 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 the you know the, they've got to prove themselves. Yeah. So if they can have, go three rounds in the tent, well they can go three rounds with a bull. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, it, but it's easier to go three rounds in the tent than three rounds with a bull. Yeah. So they just test them out. See, yeah. uh, that, that makes them tough. And you got the shielders too. The shielders come in. Yeah. Oh, there's ringettes. Ringettes. They come yeah. in. Ringettes. Yeah, the ringettes and. Um, because I've got uh, a few shearers still. I've got the beaver. Yep. She's got ears and legs and a spear of rat. <laughs> She's pretty tough. She comes from King's Cross. That's where the uh, women are tough and the men are pretty. Mm-hmm. She's out here again this year. Right. Got a bit of bulldust over her and that. She's uh, she just been coming down from the Gulf of Carpentaria, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Been up there, uh, uh, you know, just doing a bit of ringing and that. Actually, her husband's here. She had a couple of babies to one of me fighters here. Where is he? Noly. No, see, that's our father of two of the babies, you know. So every now and then she wants a baby, he gives her one. Yeah. <laughs> so for a fight? Yeah. So where's everyone based most of the time? All around Australia. All around, so they just jump on as you go through it? Well, they do. We've got, well, we've got people here from Brisbane here. The Noel and Carl come from Brisbane. Got the lawyers? Yeah, well, the, well they come from Bundaberg. Yeah. Uh, big Jack here, he's, he's from Emerald. He's an ex-fighter, and that he's trained the heavyweight champion of Australia, actually, Colin Wilson. He'll be out here this year, Colin. He'll be at Birdsville this year. Well, he's an ex-fighter. His wife used to be a wrestler. She's over there. Oh, we've got the Phantom. He's in charge of the Winner Manly Leagues Club down there. He's, uh, Good club. Good club. Yeah. Well, he had a season out there. Yeah, we'll be down there this year. Who else have we got here? Ed Weller. She's our solicitor over there. She's in the, in the fashion of the field. She usually wins it here every year. Do you put these guys to work, these, these legal team? They all do. Yeah. Oh, well, that, we've been pretty quiet lately, haven't we? Because we had nothing to worry about. Yeah, 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 yeah. No defamation suits, nothing? No, 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 no. Scott no. Morrison? No, no, no <laughs> it's all right because um, uh, my other book's coming out soon. We're going to do a few things. Oh, yeah, part two? Part two, yeah. Well, this one's going to be rated R, this one. All right. Yeah. This is rated R. So this is the last showman after dark. Well, this one's very, very rated up because they they could well they cut a lot out. Actually, I didn't cut it out. Me barristers cut it out. Oh, yeah. there he is. Look, there's the masked marble. There he is. There, look. There he is. There. He's got a bit of spring in his step, actually. Yes. Well, he's the masked marble. Now, he just say. breaks their arms and their sockets and everything. Doesn't mean much. Yes. And uh, he, okay. uh, we've got a mask on him because I've been in because he used to be in the French Foreign Legion, as a matter of fact. Yeah. He had a big beard. Right. And he's going through the desert on a camel, and he's lighting a cigarette, and his beard caught a light. So the sergeant put it out with a shovel. <laughs> you poor thing. And he had ended up with uh, uh, all over him. So he's got disfigured. So uh, I'm being informed by the authorities because he's got an ugly head. And, and uh, so we put a mask on him when he fights so he doesn't frighten the crowd. Because back at Whitton, he had a mask on. Before, that's a new one. He had a, another one. And this bloke accidentally pulled his mask off and three ladies in the crowd fainted. Ooh. <laughs> they seen his face. So now he's got that on.
Maybe it's because I bam so charming. He can't talk. He's got half a tongue. <laughs> can't talk. Now, uh, Fred, do you find it a bit therapeutic with these young fellas? You pick them up and they, uh, well, at least the, the blokes that challenge. Is it, is it a good way for them to kind of, you know... Well, mate, it's, up, on the, it's on their bucket list, mate. If you're mm. a fan of them Australian, it, it does take a good... Like, if we're up on the board, we're there to challenge anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the old days, the old boxing tents they had their own fighters in the crowd. We've never done that and never will. This is fair nigam. You pay your money to get in and see exactly what you're going to see. Now, if a bloke gets up that ladder to fight one of my blokes, he's, he's got a bit of guts. You know, he's a fair nigam Australian. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know who he's going to, like, he doesn't know who he's going to fight for a start. And then when we match him up, and it takes a man like our blokes up there to fight the blokes as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what you call 100% Australian. There's nothing more tougher than unless you go to war for Australia. You know, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing tougher than that if you go and fight for your country. But to get up there on that on that board and fight someone, mate, that's a fair thing of Australian. That's where we get that good, solid Australian from. Yeah. Do, do you ever find some people think they might be a bit tougher than they are because of the run? No, we don't let them fight if they're No, can, we don't let them fight. So you, no. you got you got a, you've got a kind of inbuilt breathalyzer on. You can figure no, them out. No, no, no. They're going to walk the plank. All right. And, uh, and if they've had, we don't mind if they've had one. Mm. You know, one or two. But if they're up, you know, we've got blokes down on the board. These blokes are down the bottom there. And if they've had too much to drink, we don't let them up anyway. You right. know. So, of course, they try to get up. But we don't. No, we're not there. It just wouldn't be fair. Mm. You know, my blokes are all sober. Until I turn my head and they might have a couple themselves, you know, but that's their business, as long as they don't know about it. Got a hydrate. Well, you know, a few of them do. He doesn't drink this bloke here. Yeah, right. He drinks Chinese tea. Right. But the rest of them, they just, whatever they get their hands on. Yeah. yeah so right. uh, what else has been happening? Like, have, have you had uh, any fighters come through that have just, like, what's the longest career you've had out of one of your fighters? Well, well there's one still fighting now, the heavyweight champion of Australia, Colin Wilson. Yeah. He'll be fighting at, uh, he'll be at uh, Birdsville. Yeah. Wednesday, yeah, we've had Steve Axel. He's another old big heavyweight champion. He's fought a few times in the tent. He, he won't be out there this year, but uh, we've got uh, we've got quite a few, eh? Uh, Jeff White and Buddy, uh, all those sort of blokes fought in the tent, you know. The young Mauler. Oh, the friendly Mauler. Yeah, yeah we've got uh, Colby Johnson. He's a pro fighter. He'll be out here this year. And his grandfather was Bronco Johnson. He used to fight in the mines. He was Australia's, one of Australia's toughest fighters. And then his son, that's three generations of me, Tandy's son was the friendly mauler. Every time you hit him, you get real friendly with you. Well, he'll be out here at Birdsville, and his son will be out here at Birdsville, so there's three generations, see? So it's just sort of, yeah, it's still going. Now, Fred, in your, in your book, The Last Showman, um, you're talking about when you became a bit of a, a digit showman. A what? You lost a digit there. A finger? Yeah. yeah. Which one? The Honourable Member. That one? Yeah. Well, yeah. this one. Yeah, what happened there? Well, you'll have to read the book. Read the book? Yeah. <laughs> that's too- it. That's a teaser. He's not telling us. <laughs> you got a good photo of him last night, wrapped around a can. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you are, see? Yeah. yeah. So what's going on? You've got a... Uh, well, we're just... We're socialising here, and that is yeah. a great place. You know, the, the, this... Batuta races, mm-hmm. well, you know, this is where you, you found the newspaper here. This is where your office is here, mm-hmm. the Batuta Advocate, and it's a great newspaper. You're out here in the middle of Australia. This is a, the heart of Australia, Batuta. That's why we come to the races here, because this is used to be like the Birdsville races used mm-hmm. to be like. But Birdsville races have got a lot bigger, yeah. so is the Baduri races and that. So, But Batuta, this is what it used to be like. And this is the last really old-fashioned race meeting in Australia as far as I'm concerned. Like Birdsville is too, but just sort of a lot of people there. This is just comfortable. We get about a thousand people here yeah. and that's lovely. Yeah. And they're all enjoying themselves, you know. I've, there's people out here with the same 
hats on and the same dress on, same shoes on that was here about 40 years ago, yeah. 35 years ago. And they're in the fashions of the fields too. Yeah. And the people are great out here and all the, the horse trainers that bring their horses out here and it's just a real great day. And uh, and that's why I suppose this is where you started the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the centre of Australia. This is the centre of Australia. This is yeah. the, the heart of the outback and that's good. So uh, it should be, everyone should come out and have a look at Batuta. Now you've got a few yarns about old the old publican um, Ziggy you were telling me last night. Do you want to tell our that yarn about how you finally won Ziggy over? Oh Ziggy? Yeah. yeah. Well you know this is quite a few years ago when he's here in the pub here and uh, I was coming through, uh, a, 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 we usually camp at Windora and then I usually camp here the next time because those days the roads are pretty rough and old Joe Geiger he had the Windora Hotel the uh, Windora Hotel and he said Freddie said have you got any room in your truck and I said oh well you know I've got eight or nine fighters and we're everywhere and I said oh, he said can you put any beer in there I said well I can fit it well I'll try why he said well Ziggy's run out of grog there's no grog out at the pub and I said well it should be you know he said yeah well the truck driver took out some grog yesterday a truckload of it to, to deliver it to him and usually when he gets there he just goes in and and, and he unloads it and then Ziggy gives him a, a stub of your beer. So he got there and Ziggy was out the back somewhere, he was, he was out the back. So uh, he said, oh, well, I'll just have a quick beer. So he's having a beer and Ziggy come in and seen him drinking a beer. So he got a baseball bat and got, he got into him for drinking the beer because he's drinking my beer. So he, he got into him with a baseball bat and the bloke said, well, I can't get out of here quick enough. He got in his truck with a beer on and he took back, back to And he said, I'm not going back again. So this is what uh, Joe Geiger told me. I said, well, okay, I'll stop. So we, we ended up putting about a ton in. But before this, this is about 10, 12 years, I've been coming out here, you see, and he never used to talk to me. He never used to say hello or nothing. Just look at me and just charge me what he thought in the bowels of how much a litre, like, and then another bloke come with a big flash car, he'd charge him a 10 cents a litre more. <laughs> and another bloke that was with him would come in and say, you only charged him, you know, a dollar a litre. He said, and you're charging me a dollar ten a litre. He said, do you want the fuel or not? I'll take it back. And then he charged me 85 cents a litre. All depends who you were and how much money he had. See, if you had a flash car, mate, you got accordingly, which is fair enough, you got yeah. charged more for your fuel. You wouldn't even serve government vehicles. Oh, government people, that was just skyrocketed. You know, if you was a government man, oh, they're straight away. Police, the police wouldn't stop here because that was just over the, over the hill, yeah. see. Anyway, so anyway... He said, uh, I, I, I said, I pulled up here and there was all these cars waiting to get some grog and there, and there was no grog in the pub. Anyway, I pulled up out the front and they're all out there and I've walked in and I said, Ziggy, I've got something for you. And he said, what? I said, I've got some beer. Oh, you got some beer for me. I said, from Joe Geiger, from Wendora. Oh, good, bring it in here. So we formed the chain and we brought it in into the middle of the pub there and we put a, it was a tongue a pallet load and that was a lot of beer on my truck believe me but there was just cartons everywhere put them everywhere you, could, you know in between the swags and he loaded them up and he said oh fred he said i will buy you a beer <laughs> so he gave me a hot beer out of the <laughs> he said you're a good you're a good person now i talked to you and good enough. so i had a beer with him as a forex as a matter of fact like this one here that was everyone in those days yeah the old and then from then on, every time I'd come through, he'd say hello, and he'd be serving him, we'd stop everyone, come over and buy me a beer. And I had all my little kids there, and he'd give them an orange off the tree and all that, and he talked to me ever since, yeah. So the moral of the story is, wait till he offers you one, 
don't don't grab one yourself. Don't grab one, no, because it wouldn't make it. Or a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, no. I, yeah, well, that was that's the story. But he's a great old bloke, old Ziggy, and I liked him. But it took a long time before he talked oh. to you, you know. Yeah. I've heard on the uh, on the grapevine that they might be making a movie about your life, Fred. Well, that's pretty pretty right, as a matter yeah. of fact. Yes. Well, the last good comedy was uh, Paul Hogan. Yep. And there hasn't been one since. So I reckon this one will be very, very funny. Do you know who will be playing you? Most probably me. Right, yeah? No, I don't think it'll be me, but it'll be someone else. Vince Colossima. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It could be anyone. It could be the Masked Marvel. It could be anyone <laughs> at all. But uh, it will be funny because, um, let's face it, it's real funny. Yeah, I real. mean, this is the real thing. This is yeah. not make-believe. In that book, mate, this is yeah. real. And there's a lot of stuff in that book that will be in the second book that they didn't put in the book because of me... Your lawyer. Barrister Tom, not to. But he, I said, let it go. Let it go. Yep. He's going to let it go, this one. This is just no arms barred. Everything's in it. And there'll be a lot of important people in it, too. Yep. I mean, really important people in it. So how long until the book's out? Well, I'd say next year. By next Father's year? Righto. Yep. So years. So, uh, but it's rated, eh? You couldn't, you know, the kids couldn't read it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Black label. <laughs> this one is real super black. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, tell us quickly, has, has there been anyone that you, that's, that's jumped into your ring that you recognise later in life elsewhere, maybe politicians or sports stars? Yes. Or, yeah? Yeah. Yes, there's a politician that gets into my ring every now and then. Robbie? Robbie Cutter? No, not Robbie Cutter. The card girl, Pauline Hanson. Right. She's a great person. Yeah. And she's great, you know, holding the cards up. Right, right, right. And actually, she's very well liked out in this back country because I like her because she does what she says she's going to do. Has Bob ever gotten back in, has he ever gotten into, into the tent? No, but he, he could handle himself. I imagine he could. He could handle himself, yeah. He might have had a fight in the old man's tent, I think. Yeah. yeah. Right. In the old days, because all the young blokes did, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But all those, I mean, it was a part of growing up, you know, in those days. It was before all these, you know, all these phones. Mm -hmm. All you see is people on the phones all the mm -hmm. time. Even in the bus stops, even the restaurants are on the phone. Mm -hmm. And they're even ordering on the phone. Yeah. Well, we never had those in the old days. And everyone actually talked to each other. That was a big difference in those days. And when you went to school, you learned how to box. You reckon we could organise an app, the Fred Brophy app, where you can order a fight to your door? Yeah. That's not a bad <laughs> idea. Now, I reckon is I've got some T-shirts getting made, actually. Yeah. I was basically made for this, for here now. Yep. Because I'm a great believer of uh, stopping crime. Yep. And it'll just, on my T-shirts, it'll be just Fred Brophy's boxing tent. Stop crime. Bring back the Biff. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Do you reckon, you, you reckon in the old days, you know, yeah. I remember in the old days, I need to haircut the, the, the local sergeant to pull you over and give you a kick up the arse and tell you to get out or get a haircut. He was allowed to do it in those yeah. days, but there wasn't the crime like there is now. Yeah. There wasn't ice around, there wasn't marijuana around, all that sort of shit. Yeah. And you respected the local copper in those days. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Steph, Everyone he's a good did. egg. Steph, yeah. he's a local copper. He seems to have a pretty good grip on it. Oh, he's a good They're all good coppers out mm here. -hmm. You know, just logical, good coppers, and they're respected. Mm -hmm. In the city, well, you know, okay, well, it's that there in the city, they do what the city people do, but out here it's a bit different. Peter know? Dutton, yeah. ex-copper. Yeah. Peter Dutton, yeah, well, anyway, he didn't go as good as he was going to do. But he's anyway. a baked potato now. Anyway, I don't, I don't know. I like Pauline Anson and that and Bob Catter and Robbie Catter. The rest of them I wouldn't give you five cents for. Have you had any footy players jump in the tent? Oh, yeah, well, we, yes, Jack. We've had a few, haven't we? Footy players. Who was that bloke out of Mount Isa that jumped in that bloody footy player? He was a good old player, wasn't he? A good fighter, too. Last year out at Mount Isa, that footy player. Uh, yeah, John, Billy Johnson. Yeah, right. Billy Johnson. Billy Johnson came out and had a fight last year at Mount Isa. He could fight all right, too, and he could play football. 
But I mean, it's just on their tick list, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you win or lose, it's irrelevant. We're not there to hurt anyone. We're there to put a good show on. But the, the harder you are, the harder we are, mm. you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, my blokes can't fight, but they make it hard for the blokes that can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you ever do you ever pick someone up if, if someone's just surprised you walked out of the crowd and said you want a job does it ever work like that or plenty you... plenty of times yeah plenty of times there's one there but he's retired now the bloke with the beard there i found him under the bridge hitchhiking yeah, right. i was going to the camel wheel race as a matter of fact that was years ago but they all come back you know they all yeah. go and they all come back yeah. well the book's out next father's day yeah we hope so yeah next father's day yeah. and uh from here it's birdsville from here it's Birdsville, and uh, it looks like the weather's going to be beautiful this year, and it's going to yeah. be great. And uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to reading your next newspaper. As a matter of fact. Yeah, no, we'll get yeah. we'll get it up there. Yeah. Up there, Fred Brophy, Thanks for talking to us. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, thanks, Fred. And thank you very much, Australia. And I are running something for everyone that owns it. I'm just the figurehead. It belongs to everyone in Australia. Good luck. That was Fred Brophy, one of the many iconic outback identities to come through town over the weekend as well as the 700 or so that were out there at the racetrack on the day. He's got a book out now, The Last Showman. There's plenty of docos about him if you're interested in the dark arts of tent boxing. And that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Batuta Advocate podcast. Remember to book tickets to our upcoming live tour if you'd like to see the two of us on stage. We'll be talking about the trials and tribulations of running such a powerful regional newspaper. And you can find tickets at www.batutaradvocate.com slash roadshow. Until next time, I'm Clancy Overall. Please, for the love of God, be kind to each other. And my name is Errol Parker. Please stay out of the pokies and do not talk to the police without legal counsel present.